Now is the time to renew your DC 12 Club membership. The 2021 season will be here before you know it. To be a part of the action and enjoy your exclusive benefits and events throughout the season, renew by August 14th. Call your rep today or visit DC12Club.com. Wizards fans, welcome to another episode of the Off the Bench podcast presented by the Alibaba Group, part of the Wizards Podcast Network. All podcasts on the Wizards Podcast Network are available wherever you get your podcasts and are featured on Wizards Radio 24-7 and the Wizards app. You can follow the Wizards Podcast Network on Twitter, at WashWizardsPN, and please subscribe, download, rate, and review wherever you listen. I'm Jackson Filio, and on today's episode of Off the Bench, Zach Rosen, Chris Gehring, and I discuss the Wizards games against the Sixers, Pelicans, and Thunder, the continuing development of the young core, veteran leadership, and look forward to the team's final two seasons. All right, guys, six seeding games down, two to go. We're recording this just after the Wizards matchup against the Thunder. Uh, not the best showing of the seeding game period, but I think we can we can say that this far in for, for them to just have one performance where you really go, oh, they, they, they just didn't have it today. For there to just be one of those so far is, uh, is a pretty good thing considering the circumstances for this team. And you listen to any of the players and you listen to Scott Brooks and, and they've mentioned they know – that the goal for this entire restart was always twofold. They wanted to win games. They wanted to get into a playing situation and maybe qualify for the playoffs. But it was always just as much about development and putting these young players in a position to succeed. It's, it's disappointing, the win-loss record at this point, And you can hear it in their voices how close they've been in some cases and how much you know, they really want to get at least one and just get over that hump. But you can tell there, there's been a lot of different cases of just personal – individual development for these guys and uh you know against the thunder it was it was jerome robinson had a nice little showing in the second half against philly and new orleans thomas bryan has continued to be consistent marie hachimura had a 23 point game mixed in there when when you look at the young core there's been there's been flashes there's been marked notable improvement for a few of the guys and that's that's really what you want right yeah i think we go back to the Philly game. That was kind of the, the – probably the most winnable game that they've played and also, I think, the most fun and interesting game. Unfortunately, Ben Simmons got hurt and um, they kind of, you know, put a, a downer on, on the whole matchup itself. But um, just going down the stretch, that was, you know, from start to finish, uh, Thomas Bryant was super dominant in that game, especially defensively on Joel Embiid, um, you know, Turned the page to Friday with the Pelicans. It was it was pretty close the whole game. Another you know winnable opportunity, but a, a tough stretch at one point really you know stopped the the Wizards from being able to put that away. Um, it just there you could see true growth in both of those contests, and unfortunately, I think that kind of came to a standstill uh, today Sunday against the Thunder. You know, it was an early game, 12.30 on a Sunday. The buses were at 9.30, 10, 10.30. You know, it's kind of early. Um, but at the same time, you can't have excuses, especially when you're a young team and you just need to put out that full effort no matter what. Um, and it, outside of the Lakers uh, scrimmage game, I thought it was like one of the only times they've really just had a letdown. Um, it wasn't very close the whole, the whole day. Um, but that Thunder team is good. I mean – not that the other opponents aren't. This Thunder team plays so well together. Um, and I think having Muscala start 
and them resting Noel kind of probably messed up the Wizards game plan a little bit too. Yeah, I, I agree. I think every single one of the games that the Wizards have played so far, with the exception of with the exception of today against Oklahoma City on Sunday, has been that their their team effort level has has made up for a lot of the fact that you know there are different lineups out on the floor quite a bit in these last few games. That when you do those kinds of things, you're bound to have some errors defensively, you're bound to have some missed assignments, some missed rotations, some guys getting open ba- open buckets, and that's happened to the Wizards. Uh, unfortunately, maybe a few times too many, and, and definitely a few more times than Coach Brooks would like. But, yeah, I think overall when you take away this entire experience, and we'll see what how they've finished in the last two games, I think I think we can take a lot from, like we've said this whole time, their, their general effort in these last few games, if especially if they're able to, to get a win, we'll we'll see how um, we'll see who, how the personnel is against some of the teams that are already locked into their spots, et cetera. But I don't think any of that really matters for the Wizards right now. I think what matters for them is just continuing to build the right habits. And I know that the Pelicans game was frustrating in that in that sense because I think there there was there were some things that I think maybe did take a step back in that department. If you're just talking about building the right habits, building winning habits for when you add your stars back next season. But I've been incredibly impressed with, with Thomas Bryant in this, in this tournament, this, this bubble experience. Um, I think that Troy Brown's rebounding has been outstanding. I think we've learned that Troy Brown is, is a, is a point guard that's in a six, 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 seven, whatever you want to call it frame and and all of those things are positives for the wizards going forward it's going to help their depth it's going to help um you know we've talked about rebounding as an issue for this team for a very long time if he's able to continue to step up on that front um the wizards are looking at pieces that are going to be critical um in big minutes in in big moments for them going forward and i think that that's the i think that's the biggest takeaway that they were trying to get solidified in this in this Orlando experience in the first place yeah and you mentioned moments and I think that's more of what it is for this team it's the moments it's the opportunities it's the situations and things like that way more than it is about the numbers and the fact okay Thomas Bryant had three consecutive double doubles and a bunch of points and he went for 30 in this game that's all great and that's really good and it's a sign of good things happening but when it's when we're midway through next season whatever that looks like we're not going to remember necessarily those stats we're going to remember or see at that time, that Thomas Bryant or Troy Brown Jr. or Rui Hachimura are super comfortable doing something that they weren't comfortable doing prior to this bubble experience. And it was this bubble experience that allowed them to do that. So we're seeing inflated numbers for all these guys because the usage rates are just through the roof compared to what they dealt with in the actual normal regular season when Brad and Davis were around and you know they had a few less dribbles. Um, so you don't want to lock in too much on these guys' numbers, but there's some clear changes in the way that these guys play and the way that they carry themselves and how confident they are. You mentioned uh, Troy Brown Jr. a little bit, Chris, and his rebounding I'm, and you know, his play essentially as a point guard. It's been super fun to watch him not just get comfortable, but get really confident and aggressive in some of those things. Um, and today against the Thunder, Oklahoma City was playing uh, – or excuse me, the Wizards were playing without Shabazz Napier at the backyard point position. So Troy takes over – 
a lot more of that responsibility and it just put him in situations that he hasn't been in before. And you know, he mentioned a little bit post game, what a good learning experience it was to go up against somebody like Chris Paul and just how challenging that is, but also eye opening to, you know, he said there were a certain number of plays where he'd get by him and think he was by him, but it, it's Chris Paul and you're not really by him. And those are, those are experiences getting guarded by Chris Paul that Troy Brown Jr. would not have otherwise. So the stats are good. I'm not saying that we shouldn't pay attention to the stats because the stats are bad. The stats are there, and there's plenty of positives to take from looking at a box score for some of these guys. But it, it's really the opportunity and the situations that they're, they're put in that is the biggest difference, I think. And I think those intangible things for Troy especially are, are just so helpful. I mean, when he, when he gets to experience the way that Chris Paul defends, the way that um, a guy that good um, carries himself – deeper into his career maybe when you know Chris Paul's never been heralded as, as, as an athletic superstar but certainly later in his career Chris Paul is an incredibly um he's an incredibly smart player he knows how to how to work angles he's a great passer he's he's always been a really really effective scorer but I think these are these are all things that Troy Brown wants to be uh you know Troy Brown's a bigger player a bigger a different frame than Chris Paul. His game is super similar. He's an incredibly cerebral player. He's a great passer. And seeing him play a little bit better defense throughout this, seeing him rebound a little bit, um, when he's able to just start the offense, kind of like we've talked about with Rui, he's able to grab the ball either on a steal or if he can grab a rebound and go. Um, when you couple that with the fact that he's most likely going to make the right decision or create an opportunity for a, a teammate that somebody with maybe less vision can't, um, that's a different dynamic for the Wizards, and especially a different dynamic when we're talking about maybe when John's not on the floor for spells, um, when Brad's not on the floor for spells. So I think his growth, it's, it's always been important to the future of this team, but to see that it's happening and to hear him talk about it happening for him, I think is really, really encouraging. Yeah, you can never have enough ball handling wings, um, whether we call him a point guard or, or not. Um, I think he, he's shown that he needs the ball in his hands, though, um, for him to be most effective. And I'd anticipate next season, you know, he'll be one of the main focal points of that second unit. I wouldn't expect him to start along John and Brad. I just think he thrives more with the ball in his hands. Um, and, yeah, he's just able to impact the game in so many ways. He, he really is – you know, contributing almost like a Thomas Sadoransky did uh, during his time at the Wizards. Um, and if Troy keeps working on that three, like we saw Sadoransky grew into a really good three-point shooter. Um, he just keeps working on that, and I know he will. He's just freshly turned 21. Um, he, he's really turned into everything the Wizards had hoped. Yeah, you mentioned the versatility, and I think that's the biggest thing. If everything breaks the way the Wizards want it to this offseason, then – I think we all know next year can be a lot of fun. And when you're playing in you know, today's NBA, the key there is to just be able to match up with as many different types of opponents as you possibly can. And Troy is exactly one of those players that you look at in terms of being a guy that can do just about anything. And any weird rotation combination or lineup combination that you need to have, you can plug him and play him in three different spots. And that's incredibly valuable, especially – way down the line in a season as it goes along. Um, one other thing I want to touch on, and, and Scott Brooks talked a little bit about it 
today around the Thunder game has been some of the leadership of guys like Ish Smith and Jan Mahimi. Rosen, you can probably speak to this a little bit better as you're around the team and, and getting you know, the vibes that the guys are putting off. And you know, it's, it's been tough. You can hear it in their voices. They're frustrated with the fact that they haven't been able to pick up a win. Even some of the young guys, though, you can hear it in their voice. Like they understand. They're also kind of looking forward to years to come and knowing what this is. Thomas Bryan has been really impressive in that front. He, you know, he wears losses about as, as much as anybody, but even he has been like, no, like we're getting better. We're getting better. And then today Scott Brooks was asked just about the leadership and the people in the locker room. And he, he took time to kind of shout out Ish Smith and, and Jan Mahinmi as being better in voices, keeping everybody's head on straight and, and focused forward. What have you seen from that front Rosa? Yeah, I, I mean, at the end of the game today, you saw that Ish was just kind of giving Mo um, a run through on some of the stuff he saw when they were playing together, saying like, hey, you got to do this, you got to do this. And then I think it, it becomes more than that. It becomes like a, you know, it's a brotherhood. He's giving him real advice through talking about basketball with saying, if you do this, you'll be able to do this. And I know off the court, you know, to mention Jan as well, they, they've just been – the, the voices and because one's a guard and one's a center, I think they can cater to everybody between the two of them. Um, not to mention, you know, Brad and John can, can reach out to them. I think for AP, especially Davis is a big uh, influence on him, but Jan has been so good at corralling everyone. Um, you know, he leads the huddle. He's the pregame warm-up guy. He always has been. Um, and with like our voting campaign with when we all vote, Jan was so good about educating everyone about that. I mean, we're still, you know, have so much going on with that uh, coming even this week. So um, they've just been like the big brothers that these guys need and, and, and they don't act like they're, you know, their parents. I think that's the key. They act like, Hey, we're one of you, but we're also older experienced, like lean on us as people in your shoes, we can help you. And all the guys, you know, look for them, look to them for that advice. Um, and the coaching staff really appreciates it because, as you know, it takes a little stress off them not having to, to, you know, not babysit, but really have to, like, groom them off the court, the younger guys. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Jan in particular has an influence on Rui, I think, because of their, their backgrounds, um, all the European guys. Um, and when it comes to health and – uh, fashion, just all these different things that Jan is so well versed in. It, it's it's really great, and it, Ish is a little quieter, but I think um, you know he's been on fourteen teams. I mean, he's basically seen everything at this point. He has relationships with everyone around the league, and I think the players see that and see how valuable it is to to know everyone. Yeah, it's been really fun to watch. And I mean, from a distance, no doubt. But it's been fun to watch those guys. You can see it through the TV, whether it's leading huddles or cheering on the bench and things like that. And I can only imagine how prevalent it is behind the scenes just how good they've been from a leadership standpoint ish deserves a little bit of a shout out for on-court stuff too he's been he's been really really steady and um playing well throughout this this period as well even in a time when you know the wizards have been leaning a lot on the young guys he's been a really steadying force i think but let's conclude today guys just looking forward a little bit it's tough to tough to forecast too much uh given the opponents that the wizards are looking at for their final two games uh, on Tuesday, it'll be Milwaukee. On Thursday, Boston. Uh, the Bucks will be coming off a back-to-back against what will be the two-seed Toronto Raptors Monday night. So it's tough to predict whether or not they'll be, you know, taking a bit of a rest opportunity there. But uh, even if even if they're not at full strength, 
they're the cream of the crop in the league. We've seen them play without key players before, and they still just dump truck people. So uh, the Wizards will have their work cut out for them on Tuesday. And then Boston is locked in at the three seed. So kind of a similar situation to Milwaukee. They, they could possibly take an opportunity to rest as well. But like I said, regardless of, of who's playing, those are two really, really good teams. What are you guys looking for in those final two matchups? Definitely just need to bounce back from this performance. Um, if they do get to go up against some of, you know, the all-stars on those teams, it'd be great experience once again. Um, who knows how the coaches will game plan uh, for Milwaukee and Boston. Um, but I think, you know, you just want to bounce back and, and play the right way. And regardless of if those all-stars play, I mean, these two teams are super deep with veterans, especially the Bucks. I mean, their whole bench unit is almost all veterans to begin with. Then with the Celtics, I mean, they're, they just play so hard. It doesn't really matter who's on the court. Um, so it'll be good experience no matter what. Uh, I'm looking forward to the final two games. I mean, it's really, you know, we don't know at this point when the Wizards will play again, whether it be in December, January, February, nobody really knows. So we need to, to really just cherish these last couple games and, you know, celebrate that these players have gotten a lot better that there really is a lot of momentum going into next season, whenever it might begin. Yeah, I, I, I echo that. I, I think that, I think that they will bring the, the energy and, and understand exactly that, that, that they don't necessarily know the exact time frame, how this off season is going to go. And for all these young guys and, and the veterans that could come back, I mean, it's, you know, veterans that'll be back Ish Smith, um, especially the, these guys need to, just continue to take every single opportunity that they can get against NBA competition against, um, you know, with, with, with live action, with real referees, with all those different things, because um, this summer's well, it's, it's not going to be a summer. This off season is going to be different. Um, there's not going to be those chances to get as many open runs. There's going to be so much that they're going to need to just tweak in, in terms of their off season routine and, and they're really getting it right now. So I'm excited to see that. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see how the Celtics and the Bucks are, are managing themselves from, from a perspective of ramping up to the playoffs as well. I think it'll be very interesting to see, uh, you know, what, are they still trying to get legs under them? Are they still trying to build chemistry? Are they still trying to work out small things? Um, I thought it was interesting how much, for example, Chris Paul played in the Oklahoma City game. I think just trying to watching each team try to figure out how to get themselves in the best possible shape for the playoffs in, in this scenario is also an interesting subplot for these last two games. But for sure, the, the Wizards taking this last opportunity, understanding that they're in a really unique position where they're they're growing, but they're getting this chance that a lot of young teams are not getting right now, um, and using that as a leg up for for whenever the league restarts again in, in full. Um, that's what I'm looking for. And I expect them to take advantage of that opportunity. I think they've been preached that that's been preached to them by coach Brooks quite a bit. And I, I don't think that they're going to miss the chance to take these two, these two extra times to get better. Yeah. And when you talk about these last two games as an experience and an opportunity, whether it's for the players or even for the fans, there's no better way to do it than going out against some of the league's best. And that, that's a fun opportunity that the wizards and the wizards fans will have an opportunity to, to play and see. So uh, it should be a good week of basketball. And then, you know, we talk about this season as it's 
winding down for the Wizards, but the next two months are going to be pretty crazy from a league perspective, from even the Wizards perspective, the lottery is going to come quickly after the season and then it's straight into draft pep and free agency. And, you know, it's all going to move fast. So plenty to discuss in, in the coming weeks and coming months. And we look forward to that, but we're going to sign off for today and we will check in again soon.